1: the Mexico city that you must add to your bucket list. Welcome to top 10 things to do in Merida, Mexico. Merida is a vibrant and culturally rich city located in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. Merida is is known for its Mayan influence, colonial heritage, cultural hub, culinary excellence, and proximity to top destinations in Mexico like Playa del Carmen, Tulum, Valladolid, Chichen Itza, where you will find one of the seven wonders of the world and Bacalar, Mexico known as the Maldives of Mexico. With my travel to seven continents, now at 35 plus countries, right at 36, my spirit and soul called me to spend time in Merida probably about three years ago. However, I am now, or not now, I am now actually in Bulgaria, but I am now uh, sharing about how I experienced Merida, Mexico for over a week, almost two weeks in October of 2023 and why i believe it is a city in mexico that you must add to your bucket list its accessibility of exploring the colorful colonial and cultural city in mexico with walking and biking its closeness to the best cenotes in mexico and the ring of cenotes and being named repeatedly the safest city in Mexico and being close to cities like Valladolid. I began to desire visiting Merida when I came across it in various blogs in 2021. And during my full-time travels in Merida, Mexico, my Airbnb included Casa Artemis in the San Sebastian up-and-coming neighborhood for about two weeks. and I. Absolutely adored my stay in every way and it is time to put Merida Mexico on your bucket list whether you spend one day, a week and a half, a month, months you will love it it's historically and culturally known for several aspects that we're going to get into. Located in the heart of the Yucatan Peninsula, it is surrounded by ancient Mayan ruins and archeological sites, including Uxmal, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Chichen Itza I have not visited Uxmal yet. The Mayan influence is prevalent in the region's food and its traditions and its culture colonial heritage. Merida boasts a rich colonial history characterized by its well-preserved Spanish architecture and charming streets. I love the colors. Uh, the city's historic center is a testament, some cheery and bright, some not so cheery and bright to its colonial past with elegant buildings in a central square, where you will find the Plaza Grande or where it's uh, how it's often called the Zocalo, where cultural events and gatherings take place. Keep listening because I'm going to share more about that. Cultural hub. The city is a cultural hub known for its vibrant art scene, music, dance, and virtual arts. Uh, In comparison to many cities that I visited in Mexico, I was amazed at the plethora of of cultural and city events that the city puts on to emphasize community and culture and for free. Um, it hosts numerous festivals and events throughout the year to celebrate the cultural diversity and heritage. A great or two great resources for this beyond my show and blog, Avi, is the Merida Government or the Connects Store, which is spelled C O N E X S T U R website for up to date information. Uh, the city is known for its food and culinary excellence which blends Mayan, Spanish and Lebanese influences. Some traditional in dishes include relleno negro and sakil pak and the city is home to various markets and food vendors offering a taste of authentic Yuka- Yucatan cuisine. And their city and the restaurants offer a number of vegan options. And on my YouTube channel at Limitless Global Girl, I filmed several videos on Merida, like things to do in Mexico's safest city, with some behind the scenes on my hop on and off tour, a walk on on Paseo Montejo, uh, Ring of Cenotes that I visited about an hour away with a friend of mine, Rebecca from Merida, and also a video, Exploring and walking and vision with a real estate experience and uh, co-creating and envisioning and manifesting, having a either an investment property and or retreat homes and and or both in Mexico and or in Merida. So I talked about earlier, some proximity to nearby tourist destinations and, uh, Playa del Carmen, for example, which I shared on the show recently and spent two months at, it's located about roughly 190 miles or 300 kilometers east of Merida, it's a popular beach destination. And definitely check out my top 10 things to do in Playa on the show on my blog and numerous videos on my YouTube channel at Limitless Global Girl, including a 30 day challenge that I filmed there recently, via Valladolid, about a hundred miles east of Merida. It's on the way towards Cancun or coming leaving Cancun, going towards Mérida, depending on where you're coming from. Uh, Valladolid is known for its colonial architecture and its proximity to cenotes and archaeological sites as well. I spent about two weeks or so in 2021 in Mérida, I'm sorry, in Valladolid, uh, sorry, not sorry, in Valladolid and about two days in Valladolid back in 2018. And I've gone to a number of cenotes, uh, spent a countless days in the city, and then also visited Chichen Itza, Chichen Itza which I'll talk about in a bit. And Merida and Valladolid remind me of each other a lot, in a lot of ways. Tulum, which I'm sure you have heard of. If you haven't, are you even on Instagram? Do you even listen to anything or see? Because likely in 2018, 19, 20, you saw countless videos spotlighting Tulum. And I spent three months in Tulum, Mexico back in 2021 in a beautiful jungle cabana on my blog, on my show. You can definitely find those episodes or blogs via searching via travel at fitlifecreation.com backslash blog or on my Instagram at Katrina Julia Fit. And if you go to the link in bio, scroll down, you can find my top travel guides. Tulum is renowned for its stunning beaches and Mayan ruins overlooking the sea, although fun fact but sad fact. During the entire three months I spent there in 2021, there was tons of seaweed that smelled atrociously and went in over a hundred yards from the shoreline. I did not go to the beach other than to walk it a couple of times and to go to Tulum jungle gym, but ended up and did not go to the ruins for that reason. Cause the beach was closed because of the seaweeds. And instead I spent countless visits at the cenotes or sinkholes, which you can find on my best cenotes guides on the blog and on the show as well. Bacalar, Mexico, located about 217 miles southeast of Merida and roughly about two hours south of Tulum. It's known and famous for its breathtaking lagoon of seven colors and also known to be the Maldives of Mexico. In short, Merida is historically and culturally known for its colonial heritage, Mayan influence, cultural vibrancy, and culinary excellence. What I also found fascinating as I experienced city walks, hop on and hop off tours, research to countless blogs, and putting this together, uh, visited different museums in the city, is that Merida, Mexico has several different names that the city has been called. And I found this fascinating compared to other cities or villages in Mexico. And it's it's earned and or received several noteworthy nicknames throughout its history, each reflecting different facets of its character, of its culture, of it, the experience of its heritage. So, and some, controversial, some uh, that some perceive in one way and others perceive in other ways. And I've definitely adopted my love of travel, my love of research, my love of culture, I would say, from my mom. So shout out to mommy. And the first nickname I want to talk about is the White City, aka La Ciudad Blanca. And if you didn't know, I'm actually fluent in Spanish and I started taking Spanish back in middle school. And then it was also my major, uh, as an undergrad, all the way through writing and doing interviews in Spanish. And. When I was in Houston, it was so easy to hear Spanish all the time. And actually, when I worked at a credit union through undergrad and grad school, I actually spent days sometimes only speaking Spanish, doing um, serving different members uh, with opening accounts, with doing loans. And then when I moved to Atlanta in 2010. I found that was not the case, as in, I didn't get to practice Spanish as much. And just as I was shifting things within oil and gas, within consulting, within, you know, developing my wellness business and then starting Fit Life Creation and Create It. I then promised myself at a minimum, I would visit a Spanish speaking country to practice Spanish at least once a year. And then 2021 through 2022, uh, traveling full time, almost two years full time. And then now traveling again, I, at that time I went through eight Spanish speaking countries, so got to immerse myself in Spanish. Um, so definitely if doing more things in Spanish or more episodes interests you definitely let me know if you're listening from a Spanish speaking country. So La Ciudad Blanca, the white city, this is perhaps the most iconic name for Mérida. And so some say it derives from the city's stunning colonial architecture, predominantly constructed using white limestones and the gleaming facades of the building in the historic center, give the city its distinctive and elegant appearance. The White City is a nod to this architectural splendor, which goes back to the colonial era. However, at the same time, um, presents a, this, this name presents a complex perspective when it comes to the issues of racism and its colonial and Mayan and cultural history when this nickname comes up. And in fact, on my hop on and off tour, and then also other locals, you know, talked about that Merida has been associated with a socioeconomic divide and racial hierarchy that dates back to this colonial era. So during Spanish colonization, European settlers established their dominance over the indigenous Maya population, which left a lasting impact on the region's social structure And the term white city can often be seen as a reference to this predominantly European heritage of the city's population and its colonial past. This also came up on my walking tours and several different interactions. So while the city has made significant strides towards inclusivity and social equality over the years, it's essential to acknowledge that racism and inequality persist in various forms as they do in many parts of the world, as we're seeing and experiencing in humanity, you know, things that are unbelievable or are almost unbelievable in 2023 and heartbreaking. Indigenous communities in Yucatan as well as marginalized groups still face discrimination, economic disparities, atrocities, genocide, you know, the list goes on, on, you know, the, the continued human experiences of love versus hate. However, Merida also represents a city that is actively working to address these issues, and I definitely witnessed that. Many local organizations and activists are dedicated to promoting awareness and understanding of racial and ethnic diversity. From colonial festivals and events that often highlight the rich heritage of the Mayan people and honor them and other indigenous groups, fostering a sense of pride and unity, while of course, you know, no amount of present action can undo the past. In recent years, there has been a growing emphasis on celebrating Merida's multicultural identity from recognizing the contributions of all of its residents to the city's unique cultural tapestry. The term white city is being increasingly viewed as a historical reference rather than an assertion of racial superiority, whereas, you know, in the past or past decades or generations or... That was not the case, and in pa- in conclusion, Mariana, like many places with a complex culture and history, you know, continues to grapple with issues related to racism and inequality. While the city's nickname may evoke its colonial past, it also serves as a reminder of the ongoing work and efforts to promote inclusivity, acceptance, and respect for all of its people, regardless of racial or ethnic background. And the city is moving towards greater awareness and appreciation of its diverse, extremely diverse cultural heritage, seeking to build a more equitable, harmonious, and humane future the Paris of the West. This one also fascinated me. Another evocative name or moniker for Merida is the Paris of the West. I had never heard that before. And now as I read different things or reviews during my time, it caught my eye and this nickname captures the city's cultural richness and its historical connection to Europe, European influences, similar to Paris, Merida offers a blend of art, music, and culinary delights, making it a cultural hub of the western part of Mexico. The sultaness of the east, La Sultana del Oriente, this poetic nickname alludes to Merida's historical significance as a vibrant and influential city in the eastern part of the Yucatan. It speaks to the city's role as a center of commerce, culture, and politics. The City of Gentlemen, La Ciudad de Caballeros. This title was earned due to its reputation for elegance and refinement throughout the years. The colonial past and its genteel atmosphere have contributed to this charming nickname. The White Dove, La Paloma Blanca. This endearing nickname emphasizes Merida's peaceful and safe character. And I absolutely felt that during my time there. It reflects the city's reputation as being tranquil, peaceful, and a welcoming place for, for, you know, all people, from residents to visitors increasingly. So these diverse nicknames not only showcase Merida's architectural beauty, but also highlight its complex history, its cultural richness, its historical significance, as well as the warm hospitality of its residents. Each name adds flavor to the city's identity, making it a unique and captivating destination in Mexico. And I absolutely adored experiencing Merida. So it's not easy to narrow down Merida to a top 10, but here goes. Visit Merida City Center. Number two, take a city walk in Merida with Airbnb experiences. Number three, experience world famous Paseo Montejo Street. Number four, learn history and culture of Marina in the museums. It will absolutely enhance your experience of the city. Number five, experience, continue to experience, if you haven't yet, I mean, if you have already, the best cenotes in Mexico. Number six, ride the hop on and off bus in Merida. Number seven, travel to Tulum and discover if all the Instagram real hype is real. (laughs) Number eight, witness a new wonder of the world with Chichen Itza and travel to Valladolid, Mexico. Number nine, travel to the Maldives of Mexico Bacalar, Mexico. And number 10, enjoy food experiences like the Museum of Gastronomia and Street Food and Playa Grande. So at a glance, uh, the language as I've talked about in Merida is Spanish. It is hot and humid year round with a rainy season uh, starting in September-ish through November. The currency is pesos and mostly debit and credit is accepted almost everywhere other than likely street food and souvenirs uh, at some places and things like that. So travel is really easy with major airlines flying in and through Merida and Cancun airport. I have flown to Cancun with United and Southwest. Um, you can easily from Cancun take a bus, ADO bus. Um, I almost flew out of Merida for my flight to Canada, but I found better connections and a cheaper flight by far from Cancun. So I stayed at a beautiful two story, colonial home in Merida, Mexico, called Casa Artemis, with incredible owners. Uh, Joe is who I ended up meeting. And um, my intention before traveling in most destination is to stay at one Airbnb and really get the local experience. I do still occasionally stay at hotels, but it is very, it is pretty, pretty rare. And, um, this one absolutely gorgeous. The story um, with Joe and Shelly is that he, at least with Joe, is that he's lived in California. He's lived in New York. He's lived in Montana. And when he was a boy, his um, grandparents used to take him to Merida often. And fairly recently he bought this property, I think back in 2018 or 2019, In the original colonial home, he ended up having a second story built, and then he added within the property two pools and a second home that is two-story. And then the two-story home, as well as the second story on the original colonial property, are listed out on Airbnb, and I stayed at the two-story My friend Rebecca ended up coming from Playa and also keeping me company. And you guys, it's absolutely breathtaking and amazing and less as of right now. And of course, the prices are subject to change less than $50 a night. So talk about incredible experiences, talk about saving money, talk about point of view, Instagram reels, which you will find on my at. Katrina Julia fit on Instagram. And you can either search on my feed or go to the icons that say guides under my profile. You'll see like the option to click on reels, posts, and then guides. And then you can see then my guide for Merida, Mexico as well. So undoubtedly Merida offers so many different experiences. And I experienced a ton during my week and a half. And as I often say, Mexico is a travel destination. I have returned to again and again, and will continue to. Uh, So I spent two months in Playa, August through the end of September. And then, um, as I shared earlier, I was in Mexico back in 2021 and spent over four months across Tulum, Bacalar, Valladolid, and Mexico city. And no matter how much time you spend in Mérida, make the most of it. So. Number one, visit Merida City Center. I love visiting city centers. Um, You really get the essence of culture, history, and food. And um, this one in particular is also really neat because it has a beautiful central park that hosts a Friday light show at the Cathedral of Merida with images and the history of the Mayans to the Spaniards showcased and then saturday there is a mayan cultural experience with el poc which is uh, in essence a form of um, a mayan ball experience and then the sunday market And at the city center you will find the cathedral of mérida the government palace casa de montejo and the museum and pasaje de revolución which i visited all of them, um, as I saw them in the day and the night, each time I went to the cathedral, it was closed on the inside. And even I went on a Sunday, but I did not see it open for mass. So it might've been earlier or later, but I did not experience mass there, but I did it other churches in Merida as well. Number two, take a city walk in Merida with Airbnb experiences. Side note, did you know that Airbnb has experiences? And side, side note, did you know that I list air experiences on Airbnb too, which you can check out and there's some online as well. So in almost all my top 10 things to do in cities and countries, I advocate a city walk. Merida is no different. When we walk a city, we see things from a different vantage point. And uh, then we do in a car or a hop-on, hop-off bus, or even a bike. So I experienced Merida City Center on my third day in the city via Airbnb experiences for the first time. And we started our walk in Santa Lucia Park. I, I walked about 30 minutes from my Airbnb and I could have easily taken an Uber as well. So side note, as of this recording, Uber is absolutely usable in Merida. And I did take an Uber on my way back to the Airbnb for about two to three US dollars. We started off connecting and learning about Fernando's history with Merida and with Mexico, like the fact that he is from Tijuana originally. We talked about Mayans, the Spaniards, and Merida in the present, the evolution of the city from the early 1500s to 1542. When the Spaniards arrived, we explored the impacts. We talked about the nature immersing the Yucatan with the tropical climate and the ripple effects of the meteorites millions of years ago, insert Vestanotes. Fernando shared tips at the Meteorite Museum in Progreso which is a beach town about 30 minutes ish away. And I did not visit this time for two reasons. One, I was in Merida a week and a half. Two, I had just spent so much time on the beach in Playa. And um, so I decided to save the Meteorite Museum and Jurassic Trail for later and Isla Columpios, which is uh, also close to Progreso on an island and is known as the Bali of Yucatan. Uh, Fun fact, I did explore five new cenotes during my travel to Merida. Stay tuned for that on my next episode, Um, updating and adding to my list of the best cenotes in Mexico, which is a full on show episode back in 2021. And also via my blog post, if you search on my blog and travel and type in best cenotes, C-E-N-O-T-E-S, you'll find it. So during the two-hour walk, we explored Santa Lucia Park, Santa Lucia Church, Hidalgo Park, Grand Hotel, which is the oldest hotel in Merida that's also in Hidalgo Park, the Palace of Music, the City Center, the Independence Plaza, the Government Palace, the Cathedral of Merida, and Casa Montejo Museum. And I have tons of images on my blog post as well that you can find linked In the show notes and/or head on over to the link in bio, and then um, go to Top Ten Travel, and you'll find everything on the blog. Number three, experience the world famous Paseo Montejo Street. It's world renowned for its beauty, its history, its mansions, and culture. And I love how wide the streets are and the trees. I experienced Paseo Montejo twice during my week in Marina, the first time I went with my friend Rebecca, and we walked by Palacio Cantón, the Anthropological History Museum, and Monument La Patria. Our walk was cut drastically short when it started pouring rain, prompting a coffee break, and then I... We ended up. I ended up dropping her off via Uber at um, to catch her bus back to Playa, and then I ended up going to Plaza Grande. But then I ended up going to Paseo Montejo again um, on another adventure, which I'll talk about in a bit. But you can also walk with me on Paseo Montejo via one of my YouTube channels. That's um, YouTube videos that's hyperlinked within the blog post as well. Create it like a boss anywhere and everywhere in the world for women creators and ceos who crave creating community and cash to create it like a boss we are talking about cations aka fit cations content cations retreats, and co-living around the world. If you head on over to the link in bio and and or fitlifecreation.com backslash retreats, you can find recaps of our Cuba retreats and an incredible video done by Weekend Voyagers, a recap about the Cuba retreat, top seven global destinations, creating and launching retreats like a boss, 10xing social media, five steps to launch to get a feel for some of the ways we create it around the world. As of this recording, we have destinations coming up in 2023 through 2024 with Europe, with Greece, with Barcelona, with the United States, with Los Angeles, California, with Florida, and more coming soon like bali like africa like atlanta and more into 2024 so what are you waiting for it is time to create it anywhere and everywhere in the world Speaking of walking, let's talk about number four, learn about Merida's history and culture in museums. So Merida impressed me with its access to museums for free to promote culture and historical education. During my time, I visited the City of Merida and Casa Montejo Museum, and they were both free. The City of Merida Museum, Museo de la Ciudad de Merida, is housed in a magnificent colonial era building which is also partially the post office in the heart of merida it is a captivating journey through the city's history and culture they had a impressive array of artifacts documents and art that spanned from the ancient mayan to the colonial area era visitors not only learned about the city's past but have the opportunity to appreciate the beauty of the historic building itself. The museum's vibrant cultural events and exhibitions also help you, educate you on on the Merida experience. And it's about, I spent about an hour and it was more than enough. And side note, if you are looking for great souvenir shopping, right behind. So not where you enter in the City of Merida Museum, but on the back of the building, like right behind there's arches and there's several different souvenir shops. And I bought a, two beautiful purses made out of cactus palm for my mom and I, and they had the best prices by far because I'd wanted those, that purse for a while, and several other souvenir shops back there too. Casa Montejo Museum. Museo Casa de Montejo. So the Casa Montejo Museum offers a window into the opulent past of the influential Montejo family who played a pivotal role in the city's history. Set within the beautifully restored Casa de Montejo, renowned for its ornate Spanish plateresque. Architecture, the museum allows visitors to literally step back in time. It showcases some period furniture, art, and personal items that reflect the lifestyle and cultural contributions of the Montejo family and the historical resonance of the mansion, Its interactive exhibits absolutely add depth to your understanding of the Merida's historical legacy, making it a must-visit destination for history and architecture enthusiasts. It's located in the city center on one of the side streets within the square, so it's definitely easy to visit. Side note, I am not a sweet person as far as I don't really love sweets anymore so much unless it's like an Herbalife smoothie flavored pumpkin spice shake, etc., but I do love croissants that have inserted dark chocolate. And there is a bakery that's been in existence, I think for like 50 plus years, um, on the corner, right down the street, not even half a block, like literally like a quarter a block more likely, from the Casa Montejo Museum that I highly recommend you check out at least one morning and you can check out, um, and I think, I think one of the the croissants was like, I think it was like a dollar or $2, if that like 40 pesos, if I'm remembering correctly. Number five, experience the best cenotes near Mérida. If you're anything like me, you love travel, you love adventure, and you love water sports, which cenotes or sinkholes in Mexico provide you with all of these, and awe and wonder. And if you don't know what cenotes are, they're a result or sinkholes of 3,000 plus known cenotes in the Yucatan. I experienced my first one back in 2018 on an Airbnb adventure that I was hosted on as an Airbnb Atlanta community manager and fell in love with them, and none of them are alike. They're a result of historically and archaeologically of millions of years ago of meteorites and as far as i know and i could be wrong there is no other place that has the remnants or meteorite ramifications of something as what i believe is miraculous and wondrous as the cenotes and in the blog post, there is a snapshot of the five cenotes I visited. And on my YouTube channel, there is a video of the ring of cenotes in my married up playlist on at Limitless Global Girl that you can see all the behind the scenes. And what's fascinating to me too is that no two are the same. So you could literally visit a different cenote every single day for the next five, ten years And one, likely not see them all because there's a lot more. These are only the discovered ones of like 3000 plus. And two, you still wouldn't see them all um, even if you tried to. And I mean, even visiting five in one day like was not like easy. And a lot of them are, some of them are commercially developed. Like Santa Barbara, which I didn't visit that one in the Ring of Cenotes yet, but others are like literally like randomly discovered when someone purchases like some land. Like Hacienda Campepem is one of the ones where I visited a property that had three of them that a family purchased and quote unquote happened to discover that they had these incredible sinkholes that are millions of years old which also piqued me or interested me to see about possibly acquiring rural, rural, that word is hard for me to say, land at some point, and having cenotes, that then I basically have, or we have, you know, either adventures and or people man year long. To showcase to the world. And um, I visited over 20 so far since 2018. I visited a ton, like I shared earlier, during those three months in Tulum when the seaweed took over. And I visited, you know, several of them in and near Tulum, via Valladolid, Cancun, and Merida. And on a recent episode on the show, I talked about some fascinating ones that I actually did some free diving and uh, went in through air pockets and caves, near Chamoil, Mexico as well. So number six, ride the hop on and off bus tour in Marina, Mexico. Another one of my favorite ways to experience the city is the hop on and off tours. These are great to see a lot in a short amount of time, have your transportation included for a day or two, and create social media content like a boss from an elevated standpoint. I have an incredible video of uh, like 10 plus minutes also on my YouTube channel and also hyperlinked within the blog in the show notes on my ride through Paseo Montejo, through different neighborhoods within the city, through the historical center and more that give you a different vantage point of the city. Number seven, travel to Tulum a great day trip to add to your adventures is to travel to, to Tulum. And I also included a snapshot of one of my videos for Tulum in under 60 seconds and the link in the show notes. And I also have a playlist of over 15 videos during my time in Tulum. Number eight, witness a wonder of the world, Chichen Itza. So Chichen Itza is one of the remaining Mayan ruins and one of the seven new wonders of the world. I have a full blog post, on helping you witness a wonder of the world. That's also hyperlinked under number eight in the blog. Um, and also, if you dig back into, ep- into episodes, you can find it, uh, the episode, and then travel to Valladolid with my top 10. And it is absolutely a must-do bucket list adventure. And it's really easy to visit on your own via a colectivo or shared van, and then just pay the entrance. And the same thing goes for this. Um, we took a colectivo from Cenotes Homun, and then literally you could put C E N O T E S space H O M U N, and then walk or take an Uber to that spot, and then pay. I think it was like twenty or thirty pesos, which is like a dollar to two dollars, to go about an hour to visit um, the Homun Cenotes, and then you can get a guide. And depending on the guide, I think we paid like 200 or 300 pesos uh, that will you can tour alongside with him and have transportation from cenote to cenote, which is amazing. And I talk a lot more about that in my best cenotes blog and shows. Number nine, travel to the Maldives of Mexico, Bacalar. It is, again, easy to see why I or anyone returns to Mexico. It's like 10 countries in one. So I spent about two three weeks in uh, Bacalar back in 2021, including a marketing project. And you can easily hop on over there with taking an AVEO bus, like from Tulum or from Cancun. And I also included my Bacalar highlights in under sixty seconds and hyperlinked my top ten in Bacalar under number nine. I did things like stand up paddleboarding, sailing in the seven in the. Lagoon of the Seven Colors or Colors of the... Hold on. I might be saying that wrong. Hold on. I don't like what I mispronounce stuff. Lake of Seven Colors. It is a lagoon though as well. Get Shout out to Getting Stamped, side note, because I learned a lot about Bacalar from Getting Stamped when I was going back in 2021. Number 10, enjoy food and marry the Mexico. So I mentioned earlier, the Museum of Gastronomia is absolutely amazing. It's in an Prior plantation, or what they call casona, with like an open courtyard with lots of vegetation. You can also glance through their Mayan museum and um, see ladies in the back making uh their tortillas that you will likely eat. And then they also have food demonstrations, I believe, at three, which I didn't get to go to. And um, so you may want to ask or check if you go, but the food was amazing. I also loved... Uh, La Doña Gorditas, which uh, Fernando told me about. Uh, there was like, I, ba- I ended up eating the Nepal gorditas as most of the time I'm vegan and becoming increasingly so. They were made out of cactus, which were amazing with salsa and purple onions. And then marquesitas at plaza grande on sundays and marquesitas i talked about and talk about on my top 10 lead guide they're essentially a crepe like roll up with the stuffing you want and i make it um super healthy it's banana and peanut butter is what i put on it um so you can find all of these via google gps and tripadvisor as well so mexico will delight you at every twist and turn in Merida. Whether you wanna experience the walkable streets, the colonial architecture, Paseo Montejo, or a must-do bucket list adventure with the best cenotes in Mexico or any of my other top 10 things to do in Mérida, Mexico, you will love it. So what interests you to do first if and when you visit Mérida, Mexico? Tag me on social at Katrina Julia fit at Philip fit life creation. Leave a review on the show so I can shout you out and drop your IG handle. And as always friends, remember create transform and inspire because you are born to
0: all the, the chats on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel. So you create a life and business already won. head on over